Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. Oh yeah, glad you could join us here today on this, the American Roadrunner Podcast. And I'm your host, Mr. Bob Marshall. And I'm your co-host, Brian Phillipson. Here on this, the American Roadrunner Podcast, we're going to be sharing all stories of spills, thrills, and chills, all from the open road. Ride one K in a day's with us. We're excited. Yeah, and you can find us online at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. You can find us on Facebook at American Roadrunner The Book. On Instagram, we're at American Roadrunner. That is all one word, American Roadrunner. Comments, questions, cheers, jeers, any old thing you want to tell us, go ahead and contact us. Our email is AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook at gmail.com. This podcast, as always, can be found on AmericanRoadRunnerPodcast.com. And, of course, all things that we do here are built around the book aptly named American Roadrunner by Mr. Bob Marshall. That is a lot of roadrunners. I would say that's like a flock of roadrunners. I think they call it a marathon. A marathon of roadrunners. roadrunners. That was a marathon of roadrunners. I love it. I'm excited. I remembered something. Cool. Hashtag put your miles where your mouth is. Hashtag you don't ride. Hashtag ride 1K in a day. You can find our fine guest here today. We have Mr. Curtis Morgan on Instagram, Ride1K in a Day. That is R I D E 1K underscore I N A D A Y. We are also brought to you by the Flying Dutchman Company and Bowmonster.com. Check out the art. So, today on American Roadrunner Podcast, we're very fortunate and I'm pretty damn excited to have as our guest via phone interview one Mr. Curtis Morgan with Ride 1K in a Day. Curtis, how the hell are you, my friend? So good. Happy to be here, man. Good. No, we're really glad to have you on with us. Um, we uh, naturally, uh, being sponsored by you as a podcast that we are, we're pretty excited to share the love and joy of the exciting things that you do. Why don't you uh, give us a good rundown of what Ride 1K in a Day is? Uh, well, Ride 1K is a community-driven challenge. Uh, I don't even like to claim ownership over it. I think it's uh, nice. all the all the riders own it. So um, you all are making it happen, and, and it wouldn't without everybody. So we're challenging riders to ride 1,000 miles in 24 hours. Um, it's not a new concept, but we no. want to kind of revive the idea that seems to be getting lost in... Uh, you know, this new generation of riders that maybe are just, you know, riding to Instagram or things like mm-hmm. that. So we just want to get them to ride further. And uh, with that, you get some swag. You get an official patch and uh, you can get T-shirts and hats and uh, enter into the raffle from a bunch of our sponsors. That's pretty good. That's really good. Now, the raffle from your sponsors. Let's hear some big names of your sponsors you got behind you. Besides American oh. Roadrunner Podcast. <laughs> That's right. Our newest. We have Biltwell, uh, Lowbrow Customs, right. um, Forward Supply Company, uh, Deadbeat Customs, and Speed King Cycles. Holy heck. I'm going to tell you, Steve's a good personal friend of mine. So. Steve is? Oh, right on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. no, he's right here in Riverside with us, so. We get to uh, hang right. out every so often. I don't uh, purchase uh, Dyna parts or own a Dyna, but we always have a good time uh, hanging out, that's for sure. Uh, that's what it's all about. We've done a few good rides together. They never mind a nice uh, KZ-1000 thrown in the mix to cruise with them. So, 
Well, Steve did a 1K in the first year, and he's actually the one I came up with doing the raffle and was the mm. first to contribute. Uh, so then I got all the other sponsors on board. So I got to thank Steve for that one. Oh, you really do. Steve Steve is just amazing people. It's just great to uh, have him here in town running such a outrageous, righteous business. Yeah, he's doing some awesome stuff. Especially in Riverside. I mean, Riverside's just one of those places. You never know. We're kind of stuck in the middle, but I was born and raised here, so I don't know any difference. So I'm pretty fortunate to have them as neighbors. So where where are you from? Uh, well, I actually grew up moving quite a bit, so my phone's pretty complicated. Nice. Um man i'm from the road as corny as that sounds it's the truest answer um <laughs> right. i was born in pocatello idaho uh-huh. and since then have lived in uh 16 states Jeez and Louise. 24 five or six homes something like that in all my 32 years uh, being on this earth so uh, that's all due to my dad's job as a contracted construction manager. Nice. Uh, that is until the point that I was 18 and, you know, went out on my own. And at that point, I was just stuck moving, you know, mm. like I grew up doing that and then I couldn't stop. So it's just ingrained in me now. And I get anxious if I stay anywhere longer than about three years. Yeah, and you're right. There's a lot to that. I know when I was a little dude, my pops was always on the move, traveling for business catching an airplane somewhere, driving his car somewhere, and he would take us with him if he was just popping over to Phoenix for the weekend. Yeah, for business conventions and, you know, anything else, he would just throw all of us kids in his company car and, uh, you know, off we'd go. And I really learned to travel that way or watching him spend 10 minutes packing a bag to get going. So that's where travel is for me. I just live across the street from where I was born. But, uh, you know, so I haven't moved too far myself, but boy, I, I really like to move as well. I think there's a lot of that ingrained hey, in I us. definitely envy uh, that side of it a little bit too. You know, I, I'd love to uh, sort of get that out of my system and not just be anxious after I stay somewhere too long. It'd be nice to set roots someday, you know? Yeah, well, give it time. You got a lot of time. In the meantime, there's a lot of road with your name on it. <laughs> That's true. That's how I look at it. How'd you come up with uh, getting yourself to ride a thousand miles in a day? When was the first time you got to do that yourself? Uh, well, there were a few sort of accidental ones or uh, or necessary ones, maybe, um, that uh, I just had to be somewhere. And all I had was my motorcycle for about eight years. Killer. Um, so that was, you know, I had to be somewhere the next day. I hopped on my motorcycle and went. And uh, it was a thousand miles away. That's how, that's what I'm doing. So um, yeah, what are you tearing the road up with? Uh, I got I have two '98 uh, Harley Softtails. Cool. Uh, one Fat Boy, one Heritage. Uh, the Heritage, uh, I'm not riding that one. That was sort of a, a side of the road score that I found for a screaming deal, and I want to build a chopper out of that one. Sweet. Well, good. So you've always uh, kind of been able to crank it out on your Softtail, then. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, I had a I had a Dyna before that, uh, fuel injected, uh-huh. and that thing would shred as it goes. Cool, cool. Well, good for you for keeping it going. It would be really neat to. Uh, everyone's always busy listening to my tips and tricks. I'd love to hear a few of yours. Let's compare some tips and tricks to uh, riding a thousand miles in a day. Because let's face it, the average person may hear that and think it's absolutely ridiculous. But I, I'm excited how you <laughs> build people up to uh, challenge them to ride that. 
Well, I'll tell you, I think our best kept secret is that it really isn't that hard. Amen. Uh, but we don't we don't like to tell everybody that because we we like we like them to sort of get hyped up on it and yeah you know and and, and it can be because there's a lot of variables you don't know what you're going to run into sometimes uh, what kind of weather and things like that but uh, I suppose my tips and tricks would be try to get a, a good night rest before and that's easier said than done because as for myself it, it kind of feels like the night before Christmas and I can't sleep I'm too excited oh yeah and I just can't <laughs> wait to go <laughs> but then it just hit the road and make the best uh, you can of the daylight because uh, when it gets dark you know it just makes it rougher um, usually in uncharted territory new roads to you which I don't like to do so much at night but right. um right and I try to stay away from caffeine until the home stretch Otherwise, you're going to crash too soon, and it's just going to be rough. Okay, that's a good one. That is a good one. I know myself, I usually enjoy caffeine in moderation. That is one cup at a time. So I know yep. every time I stop for fuel, I'm going to be refilling my coffee cup, and I just kind of slowly feed it to myself, but that's you know that that's what I'm used to. And not all the time. I mean, if it's Louisiana on a July day, gosh darn it, I'm not touching coffee, but... It just gets too darn hot. Iced coffee. Yeah, that's true. I could do that. I, I just, I still haven't really developed a real palate for iced coffee yet. But you're right. It, it is a, it is a good one. That is a good trick. I'm a sucker for mochas. I'm not gonna lie. Do you? I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah. Well, no. Those, those are good too. I, I used to drink those when I was your age. So I can't do it so much anymore. My body just doesn't like the sugar. Don't worry. You'll be ten years older someday. <laughs> catch up. Yeah, and you like all that crap your parents tell you when you turn forty. It's totally true. Those guys are assholes. Everything they say is true. It just f's yourself up. So enjoy being thirty something while you can. What um, do you carry a coffee cup holder on your back like some of us might do? No, I don't. I- I actually like to keep my bike pretty uh, bare. I don't even like having my phone in front of me on it. If sure. A lot of people have them mounted, even for directions and things like that. I don't. I don't want to see my phone. I don't want nothing to do with it when I'm on my motorcycle. Yeah. What about music? You enjoy a little music? Yep. Uh, got a, a Cinna this last year and love cool. that thing. Um, not sponsored by them. <laughs> Maybe they should. I'm a big fan of them. I know uh, they sponsored and gave some to MotoFam, which I had one at Dyna Days here in Riverside. So I've actually been rocking one. And I'll tell a quick story about that. There's a wonderful young woman. I believe her name is Alicia. And I ran into her at an event. And she had a few good questions about what I do. And I said, look, I got to tell you, I think your product's neat, but it ain't going to work for me. Uh, because of, you know, the amount of time I'm on a bike. And she goes, yeah, the charge is about five hours. She goes, but, you know, you can plug it in while you're riding and just plug it into your cigarette port. And I went, right. oh, well, what about this and what uh-huh. about that? Anyways, this young woman proved me wrong on every point, and so I was more than happy to donate all I got to to uh, MotoFam to win this uh, Senna. And, boy, I've been loving the heck out of this thing the last few months. And it doesn't. I don't have the microphone plugged in. I'm just using it to listen to my audible books and my music while I ride. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who enjoys those darn things. Yeah, I love them for that too. Just the music. It, one of my biggest frustrations prior to using Cinna was just fumbling with headphones in my helmet as they 
sort of start to fall out and then you're just you lost your music or you're trying to get them back in right right so. and i remember about every other day i would break a set myself so i was always buying them or i had to carry a few sets with me i've Many a time I have memory of taking my headphones and throwing them in the trash at a gas station because I broke yep. them somehow. Oh, yeah. And I, I just plugged them into my MP3 player. But uh, are you running music on your phone yourself? You got a few good things you listen to? Yeah, on my phone. Cool. Yeah, and I think music is a terribly important part of keeping you going for a 1,000 miles in a day. So it's a good promotion. Absolutely. Yeah, it's okay to listen to music, or in my case, you know, I'll listen to my audibles. I might have like 150 titles in my phone these days, so I've got all sorts of books I can listen to. It's just my... Yeah, you got to get the whole 1K playlist set up before a ride like that. Agreed. Music you want to hear for such a long ride. So uh, you got a few good road tunes you enjoy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Well, I prefer blues is the genre so nice um that's usually what i'll put on there and i'll go from blues to heavy metal and and that's pretty much my go-to's but i i really kind of like it all i got a lot of weird things that kind of move me good yeah me too i actually put out a playlist myself on my youtube channel as well as spotify and it's all my road songs that i list in my book i think there's only like 39 of them or something but as i go through the book i list different music that i'm listening to at the time just for the fun of it and it's similar everything from heavy metal to uh you know just great new folk uh folk country uh, austin music nashville music you name it i'm i'm a big fan of it all i'll have to to check out your playlist that sounds good yeah yeah road songs yeah that one's on youtube or spotify so feel free to check that out let's get to the big burning question why on earth, why on earth would anybody take the Ride 1K in a day challenge? Is this just to kill tires or? <laughs> That's an excuse as any, you know, what reason do you need? Amen. Um, and, and everybody's got all kinds of different reasons. And if somebody just wants to burn a tire, I say have at it. Some want it for bragging rights. You know, they want to show off for their friends. Some totally. want to do it for themselves. Um, even got a handful of people that, didn't want any recognition at all. They didn't want to be posted about or anything. They just oh. want to do it for themselves. Cool. Some have even, uh, you know, well, you know, uh, I know people have moved some ashes. Yeah. Um, you know, a uh, tribute to a lost one, all kinds of reasons, man. And really whatever it is to you, you know, that's good enough reason. I say, well, you're absolutely right. And myself coming from the chopper racing community, Uh, or little bike racing community or land speed racing community. I know for myself, it was something that uh, some of my friends had done and they had turned me on to it going, Bob, you should do this. And I looked at it and I thought, why would I do that? I like to do several thousand miles without stopping, but I thought, well, that's cool. So I mentioned it to my dad. That's what I immediately thought of. And my dad, he would never follow me on my chopper racing adventures, but he was happy to hear what you were doing. And that was the first thing that he looked at. And he said, you know what? I think I could absolutely do that. And and I believed him because he really was that guy. We'd, we'd ride six, 700 miles in a day, get somewhere, set up camp, which meant he watched me put the tent up and then we'd keep riding, you know? <laughs> Uh, he was just like that. He really, he really enjoyed riding and having his big Honda Cruiser. So that that's how I got turned on to it. Like finally, I got something 
that my dad wants to do, you know, because my dad oh, used to sure. look at what I was doing and he'd just go, no, that's crazy. You guys are crazy. I'm not doing that. That ain't cool. Absolutely not. You know, it was great. <laughs> it was great. The arguments we'd have about it. But he. Um, oh, that's cool. He got you to do it, man. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. No, he was he was excited. That was a few months before he passed. And uh, my pop's passing, of course, was very sudden and uh, and violent. He ended up having, uh, I mean, I'll tell the story. He ended up having a heart issue. And uh, we were in the hospital for the last week together. And he was sitting there chatting to me just sharp as a tack. And, boy, he went out like the 4th of July. It was terribly violent. And um, they just they couldn't get him back for anything. So... I had promised him years before, you know, that I would take uh, his ashes back to uh, the land of his birth, which is Aberdeen, South Dakota, and put him in the family plot there next to his mom and dad. So riding, doing the ride one can today was just a great excuse for me to uh, take his ashes, uh, put them in a bag, put that bag in my saddlebag. So I know uh, we ended up finishing, I think it was just under 1,100 miles, and it was at uh, the one of the original sites that Tesla had his laboratory out there in Colorado Springs, which was a place him and I had you know chatted about visiting, and we just never got a chance to. And boy, I'll tell you, Colorado is not the place to try to maneuver with any amount of speed at night, anywhere around Denver. Um, I ended up taking the side road. I think it's the 303 that goes right next to Red Rock there. And the whole highway was under construction. So the whole last hour and a half of the ride was just construction, 45 mile an hour cone zone. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. And then when we ended up getting to the place, the whole freaking road was tore up. So I ended up having to do six or eight loops to figure out how to get around to get to this monument to uh, take that picture that you were kind enough to post uh, on your Instagram of me, a bag, (laughs) and this monument saying, you know, this is where Tesla's uh, site was. Uh, This is where he had his uh, laboratory here in Colorado Springs. So it's kind of a, my dad and I were both electronic and science geeks. So that's why it meant so much to us. cool yeah it meant a lot it meant a lot for me to do that it meant a lot that you gave him uh you know the rewards so yeah i wish i wish i had a way to tell you how much all that meant to me to be able to do that with him and uh his ashes and ride a thousand miles in a day you're pretty awesome mr curtis morgan i think that says it pretty well yeah well i i really appreciate your competition so yes in the near future i will i am proud to announce that uh here at american roadrunner we have donated no less than 12 books to curtis morgan of the uh, american roadrunner book story thereof which you get to distribute to uh people who compete in and conquer the race and enter for the raffle prizes right Awesome. I can't wait to read one myself. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there's a special one in there for you. So it's got your name on it. Cool. Yeah. And then hopefully uh, writers will want to contribute their stories uh, to you and your podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we've got a whole story sharing section on our website. And that goes, you know, far above and beyond probably what most people are used to. But we are very interested in having people donate their stories uh, from the road on two wheels 
to us, whether it be like 200 or 2000 words, we don't care. Uh, we edit it and put it up in our story sharing section on our website. Uh, it's just a good way for us to give back to the community, uh, allow the avenue for other people to share. And I'll tell you what, I got that started because I had, for lack of a better term, tried to share my story with a few publications and they all said, well, that's great. And this is really great written and it's very heartfelt, but, uh, the event you went to isn't covered by any of my sponsors or, uh, no. you know, it doesn't have anything to do with anything that we're selling, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here at American Roadrunner, we aren't selling anything but a book. So we don't have that corporate dilemma for lack of a better term. So I'm real excited yeah. to offer that to people. Well, I tell you, it's led to all this. It's led to a book, and it's led to a story-sharing website, and it's led to a wonderful podcast with a wonderful co-host and wonderful producer. So we're uh, we're really having a good time. And it's nice to uh, share how we do what we do. And, of course, the exciting thing to that is now that I've shared my stories and what I do, other people can share their stories with me. I think our writers are just going to love it. And there's no one K that isn't an exciting story. You I, know, exactly. 24 hours. So I think a lot of them are going to be really excited to share it with you. Well, you bring up an absolutely great point. I know a lot of people kind of feel that way. They feel, well, maybe what I experience is pretty normal, or maybe it isn't a very exciting story. It's all terribly exciting. I love it all because the people who get out and ride, they're the ones who are out living life and their story to live in life and how they get to live life, working with the road, working on a motorcycle and making it happen. I, I think that's what life's all about. Yay for them for flexing their freedoms. Yeah, it'll be real excited to see uh, what we have coming down the pipe, for lack of a better term, in the near future. Down the road. Yeah. Speaking of down the road, so what do you got going on for uh, 2019 here? Uh, well, I'm hoping the snow melts up here in uh, Oregon soon and warms up a bit, and I'll oh. be right back on my motorcycle. Right. Um, as far as events, I've kind of narrowed it down to one event that I will never miss as long as I can, and that's uh, the Oregon run that nice. my buddy puts on. And uh, so it's a gypsy-style gypsy run, um, four days, three nights, and... Uh, it's just one of the most it's it's the most fun I've ever had on my motorcycle hands down. Let's hear um, let's hear the definition of gypsy style. Uh it's just uh it, it's not staying in one place each night. You go to a new place each night. Nice. So uh a different campsite, um each uh three nights in a row each night, uh highlighting different areas of Oregon and there's so many different landscapes up here, so it it really can show you a lot oh yeah oh yeah and i'm i'm not ashamed to admit okay i'm ashamed to admit believe it or not i've driven through oregon a few times i've never ridden through oregon it's it's sad oh that's right we talked about that yeah you gotta come up here i'll show you around oh i know and i've got family up there they just love to see me too and i i'm so embarrassed to admit it i've never touched a motorcycle wheel in oregon shame on me hey let's get you on the oregon run that's a good one. That'd be a good one. What dates are those again? Uh, June 28th to the 1st. Nice, nice. July 1st. Well, believe. the weather would be perfect. It's always good to head for the North Country when it gets real hot down here. 
starts to get hot that'd be that'd be a good one man and uh i can bring any motorcycle i can bring my rebel or my gold wing or one of my choppers it doesn't matter whatever you like yep this this runs pretty cool because nobody cares what you're riding everyone's on something different and there's there's no clicks or clubs it's just everybody's friends and if you don't know it's limited to 180 people and uh as my friend Adam that puts it on likes to say, if you don't know everybody by the end of that run, that's your fault. Nice, nice. That sounds about right. Curtis, I got to ask you, has anyone ever ran the Ride 1K in a day on a Rebel 250? Uh, no. <laughs> mm, that might be a good that adventure. That would be great, though. Yeah. Man, I think I'm equal to that task. I think I could totally conquer that. I think you could. Man, that'd be a uh, lot of fun. Some guys are talking about doing it on their uh, scooter this year. Mm-hmm. Two or three of them in a little scooter group, and it's two wheels and a motor. I'll count it. Amen. That's killer. That's killer. It'd be great to see someone out there on a ruckus or something just killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 I've I've gotten to race with uh, Little Bike Federation and a few other organizations. Uh, the Lake Erie Loop. That's a really good race just for little backs 250 or smaller so i end up uh putting my rebel on a trailer on the back of my gold wing and pull it wherever you know to race my rebel so i'm i'm a big fan of that i'll have to uh try that in the near future that'd be a great challenge then i could actually enter the kingdom of conquerors of the ride 1k in a day challenge just like my pops that'd be exciting i'm looking forward to that man that'd that'd be a record breaker there for sure right on the 250 <laughs> oh that'd be killer well i'm just i've got a few of them and i'm a big fan of them i'll tell you in the near future i hope to be able to do the trans-american trail on uh on a rebel uh, have you heard of that oh, one yeah oh yeah right on road and off road i mean you can set up these rebels to do that i i actually do mm-hmm. the, the the little bit of flat track racing i've done on a, i've done on a rebel i'm a big fan i don't know Oh yeah, they really are, and that's you know that's why I'm such a big fan. I keep up with the 400s, maybe not me personally, but my back does. So, <laughs> you know the uh, the SR 400 Yamahas that everyone likes to run. So, uh, flat track racing. Anyways, I, I'm okay. a big fan. Well, good. So I must admit, I heard you say the A word the other day. Something about an app in the near future, huh? <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, we're working towards. Uh, an app that you can download on on any phone and for Ride 1K and just hit go and it'll track all kinds of statistics and you won't have to bother with the texting of receipts and and whatnot. Um, I got to say though, it's been fun staying engaged with all the riders and and the text messaging. I had a phone number set up for that. Uh, We'd chat back and forth throughout the ride. But for some people, I could tell it, you know, sending the receipts and stuff like that, as easy as it is, it's not they weren't so into it so streamline the process to make it easier for everybody uh also gotta admit i wasn't always available or in service right um you know because i'm out on my motorcycle so right. i i kind of fell behind on some things because of that so i need something like that to uh take this to the next level nice. and that's what it's going to do so we got a, a kickstarter uh, that I'm, I'll be launching hopefully by next week if, if everything goes right on there. And, <laughs> How exciting. Um, and then that'll fund the building of the app. And uh, on that Kickstarter, you'll be able to get uh, a whole bunch of T-shirts that we 
commission some rad artists to make some uh, work for us. That's very exciting. I'm really excited for you, Curtis. Um, what? So now when you start, uh, you ask people to send you a preliminary email stating that they're going to do the Rad 1K in a Day Challenge. And this is all on your website as well as your Instagram, I think, right? That's right. So they send you an initial uh, email stating, hey, I'd like to do the Rad 1K in a Day on this date. And then when they start, they send you a picture of the first receipt or email it to you. How does that work? Yeah, it's all on email now. Uh, cool. So um, if I am out of service or something, I'm still getting these in email and, you know, I'm not missing like timestamps and things because that's what I need to calculate, you know, uh, the time that they stayed under 24 hours. So it's all on email. They just uh, email the photo of a gas receipt next to odometer and every and the same thing at every gas stop along the way and then at the end and then i calculate the uh the time between them all between the first and last and uh mm. the mileage mm -hmm. and make sure they're good to go that's killer well i must admit it is quite the program you do out of the goodness of your heart for the community of motorcycle riders congratulations my friend thank you bob well, we're real excited about the future. It's good to have you on our podcasting program, and it's uh, definitely good to be a part of your goodness. So we uh, look forward to the future. We'll have you on again sometime soon. Thank you, Curtis. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Agreed. Agreed. We'll talk to you later. All right. That was pretty good, Bob. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty excited to hear from Mr. Curtis Morgan. Yeah, it was it was good to hear the history of uh, Ride One K in a Day and a little bit of your history I'd never heard before, Bob. Well, and and you're right. He's only been at it a few years, and I really enjoy every year he changes a patch, so it gives everyone a great incentive to every year challenge themselves to ride a thousand miles in twenty four hours. Yeah, and I look forward to the app too. Oh, that's gonna make life so much easier. So and it'll catch on. I think more people will ride when they have something like that to uh, to do. The locations there, everything's taken care of. Yeah. yeah, and that gives you know Curtis the opportunity to jump up and enjoy the freedoms of our American roads. Yeah, that's like next level. I think that's going to take it over the top, and you're going to hear a lot more about it. Not that you don't hear about it now. I think it's awesome right now, but that app is going to definitely like skyrocket the thing. Well, I agree, and and I think it will be neat too as people share with us why they ride. I know I really enjoyed sharing mm -hmm. uh, why I ride one can a day meant so much to me on a personal level. Yeah, uh, as it was something that my pops viewed as tangible. Yeah, which uh, what was a little different. I, I really thought. I used to throw stuff at him all the time. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do that. And he would follow me 90% of the time. But if I'm racing cross country or land speed racing, I mean, he just, he thought it was nuts and didn't want too much to do with it. But this one was tangible for a 66 year old man who was diabetic, asthmatic, uh, could barely feel his feet, but still rocking uh, laugh on two wheels on his big Honda that I still have resting in the backyard. So <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to be part of that Try the Ride 1K at a Day thing, contact Mr. Curtis Morgan. And um, also, if you want to get that app off the ground, check out the Kickstarter. They got that going on, trying to get it going. If people do the Ride 1K in a Day um, fairly quickly, they'll be able to get a copy of your book, right? Well, that's it. Through the next year, Curtis is going to be uh, mailing them out through uh, his uh, raffling that he does, 
one of the many prizes uh, as we are sponsoring him and he is sponsoring us. So, And I, I've said before, it'd be really funny if uh, you made some sort of complimentary kind of bumper sticker or something for a helmet that says, you know, I, I did ride one K in a day and all I got was American Road Runner by Bob Marshall. <laughs> all I got was his damn book. Yeah, all I got was oh, his stupid great. book. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I am excited. Um, and that's the benefit of authoring a book is that I get to share my story with the people reading it. And happily, I hope uh, they share their stories with us on the website. So I'm really looking forward to the future of that. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Feel free. No, uh, and I write it all out in a letter. Actually, I had a lot of fun typing out the letter on my grandpa's old typewriter there in the corner. And it was just a, a note from me, the author, and it's in the book. So whoever wins the raffle prize will get the note. And it just says, thanks for letting me share my story with you. Feel free to share your story with me. Cool. That's how, that's what separates us from the apes, story sharing. All right, Bob. Well, let's wrap this up again. Brought Amen. to you by Ride One Cane a Day, also the Flying Dutchman Co. and Bowmonster.com. Check them out. Thank you very much for joining us. Yep. Hashtag put your miles where your mouth is. See you later. Mm.